Damn on a show that talks about time traveling Bigfoot and alien sex cults. This is serious journalism, people. Serious. <laughs> this time, this is like, time we mean it. If you think that there are not birds that are not <laughs> real, you're a moron. I do have a superstition that Satan and his minions yes. interrupt mm. technological yes. connections when conversations are getting yes. particularly interesting or, or important. At this point, I'm not throwing these weirdos out because maybe they're telling the truth. Why does everything have to be a hidden conspiracy where the <laughs> motives aren't really clear? Where you can't tell what someone's intentions are from their words. Why, Abby, why? I, I feel like you're just not answering the question. It, there is a pattern here that is definitive, and mm -hmm. this leads us to the CEO's response, yeah. which is not the way that you Amazing. want to play being accused of in a conspiracy theory. Glowing metal things that are moving in impossible speeds and impossible directions, defying laws of physics, showing up over battlefields, showing up over important historical events for all of history. This is Chekhov's gun, you guys. Yeah. It's the gun that's been sitting on the mantelpiece since Act 1. It's Act 3 now. I'm waiting for it to go <clears throat> off. Hello and welcome to season three, episode one. And that new intro was, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the new intro? I mean, I like it because I made it, but yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. and I like it because I'm in it. How's it going, PJ? There we go. I'm doing good. I'm very excited. I've got, I think I'm full of all this like nervous pent up energy right now. Yeah. Because uh, we're covering Tartaria and I'll just say this off the, the front of this. This is a... Tartario 101. There's going to be parts we're not going to cover tonight because we're going to be covering them in greater detail later. This is an overview of the conspiracy theory, mostly dealing with the mud floods and the whole idea of a lost civilization. I've been studying this for months, <laughs> like off and on for months. We had the idea to do this. Uh, I don't even know, like in May or something. Ages like, ago, we were like, we're going to have to start covering Tartaria because it's like gaining steam. <clears throat> it's every for a while. It was every TikTok I was seeing and yeah. I wasn't even seek. I wasn't seeking it out. I was like, what? It's literally everywhere. It's, I think, the fastest growing conspiracy theory. It started towards the end of 2016. It's like the top 3% of Reddit boards right now. Uh, so, yeah, we're like, we have to cover this at some point. So yeah. we're going to be doing multiple episodes on Tartaria. They won't all be back to back, but we're going to start with it tonight. So thank you guys for showing up. I'm excited. Season three is here. I hope you guys like the new look, the new intro. We're always trying to improve the show. And uh, helping us improve the show is all the people that come over and support us on Locals. So we've got Caffeinated Casts and Unifier TV with uh, new monthly subscriptions. Yeah. So thank you guys for that. And we have Metal Morticia and Idiot Pleb with the yearly subscription. So if you guys want nice. to get bonus unhinged content, you can come to conspiracypill.locals.com. And if you do a yearly subscription, you get two months for free. It's $50 for the whole year instead of $5 a month, which would be $60. So uh, you get weekly bonus unhinged content. We also have... Drew Ryan over on Rockfin, which is another way you can support the show, uh, which is more like a YouTube or sorry, like a Netflix subscription. Yeah. Get lots and lots of shows. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, I'm ready to get into this. Do we have any things we want to bring up before we oh. jump the gun? Our, our, um, what, 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 what was the title we gave her? Um, our, our Hawkeye Media super fan. Oh, the president. Yes. Oh, the, the president, president of, of the, our fan club. Yeah. yeah. Frida made us. A um, bingo, bingo card. Yes, for... this is a conspiracy pilled bingo yes. card, 
And season uh, three. Yeah, Abby dropped this in the Discord. I feel like we need to have like a variety of these so like people can pick which one they want for the night and then see, uh, you know, like if they win or whatever, that'd be like a kind of a fun game. So it's in the Discord. Our Discord's at conspiracypill.com. There's a link to it there. There's stuff on here like stop calling me a ginger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Feel Dean free to boots make makes an own. appearance. The Pantheon is mentioned. Cryptids, Nephilim or Giants. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> um, yeah, Frida. This is this is Frida's version. Uh, whoever, if, if anyone else wants to make one, we'll feature that as well. And you can play whatever you want. But yeah, this is so cool. I love it. All right, cool. Well, let's get into Tartaria. So first thing I'm going to say is a lot of people have expressed interest in this. And a lot of people have told me that they believe tar- the Tartarian conspiracy to, to a degree. Okay. And they'll give me like one or two examples and I'm just going to say up front, a little controversial here. I don't think you actually do. I, I think most of you don't actually believe the Tartarian conspiracy theory. And I'm going At to explain. At least we hope not. <laughs> I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain why I think some people think they believe it because they saw a TikTok or a thing. Yeah. And they don't actually. So I want to I want to get into this whole thing. We're going to start with what is Tartaria? So maybe, you know, you've never heard of this because it's a brand new conspiracy theory. Uh, so what it is, Tartaria or the Tartarian Empire is supposed, and I'm going to give you the Tartaria Reddit, essentially, definition. I'll give you the yeah. other definitions later. But like, um, it was this lost civilization with advanced technology and culture, and this civilization sprung up out of North Central Asia, and it built these vast cities and infrastructure all over the world, and was populated by a technologically advanced race of giants. Sound good so far, right? Yeah. They built... <laughs> all kinds of things like the Capitol buildings, cathedrals, and they, the cathedrals had this free Wi-Fi style energy before electricity, before power plants. Okay, okay. They built star forts, which are found all over the world. And actually, I'll just show you guys really quick a uh, star fort. So this, is, this, this part is very real, that star forts exist. They're weird. And I'll just say that to say, we're not getting into the Starfort stuff tonight. We're going to get into the free energy Starfort uh, things later on. But uh, that's pretty weird. Look, I didn't know these yeah, existed. It's pretty cool. Remember remember how the other night I told you that like Legend of Zelda has all the Nephilim stuff in it and yeah. like all the Anunnaki stuff in it? They have Starforts. That's what I was trying to remember the other night that they have. So it's like all the Holy conspiracy crap. stuff is in the new Tears of the Kingdom Zelda game, which I find okay. interesting. So. Uh, Yeah, so they did all that, and then what they did is they brought peace and technology and an end to religious superstitions and utopia. Ah, That is is the ah, deeper claim. Yes. The deeper claim is not just that they were an advanced race who was wiped out. It's that they were perfect in, like, every way. In every way. They're, like, smarter than Tesla, uh, you know, peaceful, benevolent, wonderful, built the best societies, had the greatest architecture, Nobody was hungry. You know, I mean, you just whatever yeah. utopian thing just, you can just think perfect. of. Perfect. Yeah. Why, why did we lose this wonderful well, <laughs> civilization that's that's more advanced than us? Because, because <laughs> around 200 years ago, they were wiped out. Actually, less than that. Most of them put it about 150 to 170 years ago. They were wiped uh, out in a worldwide mud flood that buried all but the peaks of their civilization. And there was a massive conspiracy to cover up this advanced civilization that took place and humans moved into and took credit for all these advanced structures. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. They all got buried, but Mm -hmm. then people moved into them. 
Yeah, well, we're getting, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you're poking holes in it already. Yeah, no, uh, yes, that is essentially the thing. There's this whole, well, I'll get into it in a second, but basically after they moved in without the Antiquitech and the know-how, they couldn't replicate these structures and these building styles and technologies fell off and fell out of use. So all the things that they built, including buildings, including uh, inventions, Wi-Fi, energy, what have you, went away because we just don't know how to use their technology, right? That's that's the whole thing. And okay. you asked a question a second ago, but like how, what was, what was your question a second ago? Um, if it all got buried, how did people move into it? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's a good question. There's so many theories on this, but basically I'm, I'm trying, this is the thing I'm going to say up front about this is I will not be able to cover what everybody says because everybody says different things. Okay. There's actually one very, um, honest guy who's into this stuff who just says straight up, like when he's asked something that he can't clarify that he can't give proof for, he says, we're all theorizing here. Like, I have my theories and I can tell you how I got to my theories, but everybody has different theories, different ways they come to it, different ways they think about it. I say he's one of the honest guys because 90% of the people are like, no, this is fact, bro. This is like a thing. And they just, they spout off fact after fact, after fact, after fact, until the host of whatever podcast they're on is like, hold on. How does that? And they're like, well, you know, it's just, a, it's just, it, what if bro? Like, what if? And then the whole podcast, I've noticed this, like, again, I've listened to hundreds of hours of Tartarian stuff <laughs> in the last few months. So if I sound like, you know, if I sound a, a crazy, it's on crystal meth crazy. right now, yes, it's because I'm going crazy. I've lost all of my brain cells trying to listen to people parse this out. It's been very interesting. So literally every time that happens, it goes into, well, you know, what if, bro? Like, what if people didn't need to eat and they just became <laughs> breatharians and they lived <laughs> off of photosynthesis? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Is that joking. really part of the theory? A hundred percent. That is a part Photosynthesis. of photosynthesis. The Breatharians is a <laughs> real term in the Tartarian community. It it comes from a lack of understanding of outhouses, but again, that's for a future episode. <laughs> so great, great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Breatharian line. So we'll get back to it in a second. But like along the Breatharian line. One guy was like, well, you know, Tesla, he figured out free energy and he he stopped eating. And the dude's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> He's like, well, well, no, he didn't. But well, he you can have. imagine what it'd be like if he did, though, right? <laughs> Somebody please tell me the movie quote. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, like one of the theories on this is this idea of a great reset. It comes up consistently mm. in all of Tartarian stuff. And I want to discuss this because this is the first of many buzzwords in the Tartarian community that I think are, I'm not going to call it a psyop, but I think are not helpful okay. <laughs> as in, let me put it this way. If you and me a month ago, like last week, even before we started getting the, you know, before this episode, now we're relating Tartaria to people who are watching right now who have not heard of this said the great reset. Everybody would think agenda 2030. Everybody would think the world economic forum, right? Nope. Now, now the great reset and searches for it are just clogged up by Tartarian nonsense. And one of the things is they'll, they'll bring up stuff like, uh, we've talked about the, um, ancient apocalypse and how they found underground cities in certain areas. And they're like super duper duper old. So one of the beliefs is that these people went into these underground cities while mud flooded up and covered buildings, but didn't seep into the holes in the ground. 
And then they repopulated the earth. And some people will go as far as to say this happens every couple hundred years, which again is going to cut against 90% of the stuff that I'm going to bring up tonight because none of these conspiracy theory uh, rabbit trails connect Okay. in any serious way. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So the main theory says everything got buried completely, but then people moved into the buildings. Yes. Yeah, some remnant of people that survived which was conveniently not the Tartarians, AKA the giants Yeah, moved into the buildings and took credit for them about around the time of the civil war in America. So, okay. The giants drowned in the flood, but the regular sized people. Yes. Did, did not. Yes. Did not. Yes. The people whose heads would be above water or uh-huh. mud. They uh-huh. died. Yes. Okay, and then and then everything that was buried somehow came unburied so that people could move into it. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Cool, cool. You cool, know, cool, you're not cool, wrong. Cool, cool. You're not wrong to ask these questions. Cool. So, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so I want to give you again some of the stuff I'm going to say. I know there's going to be uh, the Tartaria simps out there. They're going to be mad. So I'm trying. I'm going to try as often as I can to read actual like highly ranked things off of Reddit or TikTok or things like that. So people mm-hmm. can't say that's not what p- people believe. Eh, it kind of is. So okay. here's, here's one from a Redditor called I am the Kevinator. And he says the simplest and non-insane explanation is as follows. There was an empire somewhere in the central slash Eastern part of Russia, uh, possibly extending to China. Think, you know, the Mongol empire. This possibly extended, uh, or sorry, think, you know, the Mongol empire, this empire in theory was more modern in terms of technological advancement, but existed 500 plus years before us. Again, this is like the most crazed down version, though some calamity, aka mud flood or through some calamity, aka mud flood, this empire's global expansion was washed away and or buried. Hence why all these buildings appear to be 10 plus feet under the topsoil. Post this burial of the empire, the new empires arise, the Europeans, and begin reaching out and colonizing these post-destruction cities and rehabilitating them to gain access to lost tech. This leads us to our current modern civilization. So that's the the least crazy version of this, but I think this guy's nearly alone in being that not crazy. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, next question is, did Tartaria even exist at all? Because that's a pretty pretty good place to start if we're going to be talking about everything that happened in and around yeah, Tartaria. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm sorry. I'm like got a million bajillion <laughs> thoughts in my head. So if you have to slow me down or ask a question, I just, yeah. Uh, so the first thing we're going to talk about is maps. Um, and there are maps of Tartaria. And we've got one right here. See, there's a map that says Grand Tartary on it. And it's this big area. And again, I I know a lot of people listen to this show, so I'm going to do my best to explain the pictures. Most of Tartaria stuff is pictures. Most of it is just look at this. Isn't this weird? Huh? Would you look at that? Would you (laughs) just look at it? Just look at it. It's 99% of this. So, uh, there's, there's multiple maps between the 16th and 19th century that have words like Tartary, Grand Tartary, and Lesser Tartary on them. And in fact, there's an Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, thing on what Tartary is in 1771. So I'll read that. It says Tartary, a vast country in the northern parts of Asia, bounded by Serbia or bounded by Siberia on the north and west. This is called Great Tartary. The Tartars who lie south of the Muscovy and Siberia and those of 
Astrakhan, uh, Circassia, Dagestan, situated northwest of the Caspian Sea, the Kalmuk Tartars, who lie between Serbia and Caspian Sea, the Uzbek Tartars, and the Mongols, who lie north of Persia and India, and lastly, those of Tibet, who lie northwest of China. Okay, so basically, Russia plus... It's like the USSR. It is actually exactly that. Yes. Okay. So w- hold on to that thought. Yeah, okay. for sure. Because I'm going to I'm what I'm trying to do is give it give all of the stuff that they're saying and then kind of give like what is what is the explanation for some of this? But yeah, first of all, like in this t- Tibet lies due west of China, not northwest. So it's already a little bit off because this is 1771 and I know okay. people want to really trust the cartography of, of 16th and 17th century for cartographers, even though we've seen the maps change a ton and a ton and a ton yeah. as they've gotten better at it. They didn't get it right completely. Right. But even in this, it like there's explanations of each Tartary, right? Like there's, there's mm-hmm. Siberia Tartary, there's Dagestan Tartary, there's Caspian Sea Tartary, the Kalmyk Tartars, the Ube- Uzbek mm-hmm. Tartars, the Mongols. Mm-hmm. And, and they're using the word country, which if you don't know a lot of history sounds like, Oh, this is a unified country with a government and a, a, you know, they're one people, Mm. but we know that's not true because we've talked about things like Samaria, Mm -hmm. which is not even a Sumer is a region. It's Mm -hmm. not a country. It's a collection of city states uh, with different Kings. Even if you think of Greece before Alexander was just a collection, they were not unified pre Alexander. It was still called Greece, right? But it was. But they were city states, states yes, with kings. different kings worshiping different gods. Yes, and sometimes they went to war with each other. A hundred percent. That's what <laughs> Alexander the Great. That's his whole thing. He went to war with right. all of them, yeah. got them into his tribe, and started you know going to war with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So the idea of someone calling an area or a region a country does not, in and of itself, mean it has a government, one king, unified, same people, same language, especially back then, but we will get into further definitions of Tartaria in a minute. Uh, another example that they say proves that Tartaria or Tartary exists is this book called A Voyage into Tartary. Ooh. And yeah, very interesting, right? Uh, this, uh, this, the James Ford Bell Library holds a copy of this mysterious book that was published in 1689. And to this day, there are only 13 copies left in the world. And this book is less than 200 pages. And it's written by a writer who calls himself Hologenes de l'Epi. I don't know. It's a French. Hmm. Um, Lippy. Lippy. Yeah, something like that. Hologenes. Wow. Heliogenes. Heliogenes. It's fine. That's the word. Stop. You get what I'm saying. Heliogenes. So I'm just going to read you a description of what this book is about. It says, Heliogenes recounts how he traveled far into the lands of Tartary, a region chiefly overlapping with the modern Russian and Chinese lands, where he encounters an isolated but advanced civilization, living in communism and worshiping the sun. These Heliopolitans are the descendants of Greek philosophers who traveled east in the aftermath of the death of Alexander the Great and who preserved to this day the ancient Greek language. These sun-worshiping philosophers, however, turn out to be borderline atheists, paying homage to the sun merely as the most powerful visible material thing, but who admit neither a creator God in the manner of monotheistic uh, providential regions, nor indeed any higher non-material principle at all. They regard Christianity when it is explained to them by Heliogenes as obviously spurious, shelving Heliogenes copy of the new Testament among the books of mythology in their state library. 
As, he, as Heliogenes uh, explains, all the while that I conversed with them, I could not find that they had any notion of God after our manner. What's interesting is this description that I'm reading you right now comes from Amazon because you can buy this book on Amazon. There are 13 original copies, hmm. but this book is widely available to, right. to be read by everybody. It's in I have English. A couple, I have a couple more comments about it if you yeah, go yeah. back to the... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, the picture of it? Yeah. Sure. So first of all, a man named Heliogenes discovers yep. a heliocentric <laughs> culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. This, the, people don't realize this was a whole genre at this time. Travel books where you wrote a fictional story, but you wrote it as if, it, you know, first person as if you really experienced these things. Travel books were a whole j- super popular genre at this time. Gulliver's Travels is a great example of, of something that's written like first person, I traveled to these places, but it's obviously not. Tr- it's Jules true. Verne, right? It's yeah, it's Journey to the yeah, Center of the Earth. Jules Verne is a great example. Mysterious Island or things like that. Yeah, yeah, and there were some that were were real, like Marco Polo's, or real but probably embellished. Um, yeah. I think Marco Polo's travels are the uh, is is what kind of got the genre going, but. It's a and, utopia. And, it's a utopian yeah. novel, and it's very clearly a fiction. It starts off with some places this guy has been, and even yeah. if you believe the Tartaria stuff, he's. We're going to see this over and over and over again. The evidence they point to contradicts the other evidence. They're Greek speaking, Greek mm. descendants. Mm. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, like they Thomas get attributed Morris, with everything, yeah. including you know Egyptian. <laughs> Whatever. They're Turkish. They speak some weird version of Turkish. They write in hieroglyphs, but they're Greek. I don't know. Yeah. Thomas More's Utopia came out right around this time, too. Same kind of vision, right? Communistic vision of what what a perfect world could look like. Yeah. I'm so glad you caught on to that because that is exactly what this is. And in fact, just a little bit about the author, Heliogenes means sunborn in Greek. And he claims to be a French man who uh, who wrote about his travel narratives in French and started publishing it in that language, but was interrupted to go traveling again to the east. And when he returned home, he found his work translated into English and read to be published in that language. Oh, that's the explanation for why a book that was distributed to England to English speaking people Uh was written uh by a Frenchman Uh with a non French name. The the last name is not a French last name. It Heliogenes is a Greek name. goes to Heliopolitans. Yeah. And what I find interesting further about this is like, I, I this book's on Amazon. This book's available. There's 13 co- more right, copies of this book that they this. couldn't, they couldn't, they suppressed all of history, but they just couldn't get these last few books of a voyage into Tartary. <laughs> they couldn't, you know, get rid of the maps. They couldn't get rid of Encyclopedia Britannica. They could cover everything in every language. Right. Down to, you know, whatever, down to all of art and history. If you go far enough into this, all all art and history predating a certain time is entirely fictional. Yeah, they're like, they just made it all up just to fool you. Every, every, yeah, just to fool you. They, they rewrote literally everything, including Shakespeare mm-hmm. and, you know, because <laughs> you, can, you can easily just, you know, make up a Shakespeare. Yeah. You can just easily just make up a Dante. So easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tolstoy, like these people, you, you know, anybody who's just like their job is propaganda can write beautiful works of fiction right. like Crime and Punishment. And That's War why and the Peace movies and, coming out yeah. of Hollywood right now are so good. 
That's what. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Like this. Okay, just I was going to bring this up later, but just on its face, this whole thing has never made a lick of sense to me. When you, if you rewrite all of history to the point that this explains it rewriting, which is, by the way, we've only been around for a thousand years, and everything pre a thousand years is entirely fictional, and everything post a thousand years is mostly fictional, and then everything after it, before eighteen sixty five is definitely fictional. Like it, it, the goalpost keeps moving. Right. The goalpost keeps moving on how much is fake, what's fake, when history, you know, exists, and they don't mind pointing it. This thing that happened in 1202 is real, but everything yeah. else is fake because that one supports my narrative. Yeah. Which, again, why would it support your narrative if they rewrote it to hide the thing, you know? That is strange. But yeah, no, what gets to me is if you are a fan of, of art, if you're a fan of literature, you can read all the great works and see who inspired who and how they took from Homer and how they took from Dante yeah. and Milton and Shakespeare. <laughs> and it's like, you can't make that up. Yeah. Like the rest, if you're, just, if you're, if you're thinking of it purely in, they rewrote some history books. Cool. But like, that's not history. That's not the, the breadth of, of information that we have. Yeah. So, so this theory is saying that this whole civilization existed for how long did it exist before it was flooded? Uh, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like they're saying everything middle ages, dark ages backwards is fake. Wow. We'll, get, we'll get back into, okay. let's save that part for a minute. Cause I do okay. have a lot to say on it and I have some people that we're going to have to talk about what they say, but all right. Yeah. So other proof that Tartaria existed comes from a 1957 CIA document. And let's just read the snippet that uh, that they are claiming. And I did read the whole thing, and I don't think it says what they think it says. So <clears throat> right here, this one paragraph. Uh, or let us take the matter of history, which along with religion, language, and literature constitute the core of a people's cultural heritage. Here again, the communists have interfered in a shameless manner. For example, on 9th August uh, 1944, the Central Committee for the Communist Party sitting in Moscow issued a directive ordering the party's Tartar Provincial Committee to proceed to a scientific revision of the history of Tartaria, which, again, like if you just read that part, case closed, like we have the cover up, right? Right. Let's keep reading it uh, to liquidate serious shortcomings and mistakes on a nationalistic character committed by individual writers and historians in dealing with Tartar history. In other words, Tartar history was to be rewritten, let us be frank, to be falsified in order to eliminate references to great Russian aggression and to hide the facts of the real course of Tartar-Russian relations. And this was no isolated case. In every Muslim area within the USSR, historians on orders of the Communist Party have rewritten history to distort the facts so that the Russians appear always in a good light. Needless to say, histories which present the facts truthfully have been withdrawn and destroyed so that the present and future generations of Muslims are forever denied the chance of learning the true facts of their nation's past. If you read the entire document, this is very specifically talking about Islam the whole way through. And it says this Tartar relation. We'll get into what Tartar means and what Tartaria is in a second. But this is there's a long history of Russia doing this. They've always right. been trying to you. You said this is the USSR, right? These are the satellite yeah. states. That's exactly what this is. Let's erase their history. So they think they're always Russia. They've always they've been always Russia. been Russia. Mm. They've always been part of Russia. It's not the cover up on the scale that they're talking about. There is a real cover up here. And that is 
why I feel like this topic is infuriating as it's been mm-hmm. is worth talking about because there are, there are nuggets of truth that will get lost. If mm. you have to group everything in the world together into one, you have to believe this thing and then throw it all out. If it's, if, if most of it's false as, as I believe it is, but then you, you lose the nuggets of truth. You lose the fact that the communist party erased the histories that right. just like Hitler erased the histories of his people. And in this document, a 12 page document, it talks about every Muslim nation surrounding uh, Russia and how they were going to falsify and uh, defame every person that they held high so that they would stop believing in Allah and believe in a communist, uh, an atheistic mm. government. I mean, Russia during this time was like the state religion was literally atheism. You didn't have a choice mm-hmm. in it. So they had right. to find a way to really erase people's histories and things like that. So, yeah. uh, and in fact, this is still going on today with like who's who and how long have we been, are, are we really part of Russia? Are we not part of Russia? And that is represented in the word Kiev or Kiev. Oh, like I, I wanted to figure this out when, when uh, the Ukraine war started, I was like, why the hell are they saying Kiev? That's stupid. I've been watching spy movies my whole life. It's always been Kiev. I, I rewatched the first, first mission impossible. I'm right at the beginning scene. They're all calling it Kiev. I'm like, when the hell did it become Kiev? So I looked into it. <clears throat> Kiev is what they're saying now because Kiev would be a Russian pronunciation of it. Mm. And they're trying to say, we're not Russian. And Russia's right. argument is that you are Russian. And you always have been. Exactly. So I'm not even saying what's true or not about that, but like this is right. an ongoing thing. It's it's continued past Stalin, this this debate. Um, but that brings up who are the Tartars. And essentially, now we're gonna get into the official definitions that that you know the Tartarian sense will hate. Uh we have Tartar uh documents, references going all the way back to the eighth century. Mm. And Tartars were referred to in these documents from 732 to be Turkic-speaking nomads in the exact same region that's on these maps. Okay. Uh, and from the 8th, 12th century, there was a Tartar confederation that was written about until Genghis Khan incorporated them into the Mongol Empire. So the official definition is a region of land between Russia and Mongolia of mm. a bunch of tribes. And they didn't have uh, an, the Europe. These are European maps, which is also important. And the cover-up would also have to uniquely be European, which is, again, also important because they're saying this group of people that we don't know who they are and there's a bunch of them and they speak a bunch of languages we don't speak that's greater tartaria that is mm-hmm. that region that just like again like sumeria or and it's happened throughout all of history right and they claim that the cover up happened around the time of the civil war because people stopped calling it that instead of that they learned what these regions are <laughs> Oh, like they actually learned to speak these people's language and asked them what they called yeah. their countries and stuff like that. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So going back to the CIA <laughs> document, um, Russian satellite states are that are mentioned or things that are Russian satellite states that are part of Tartaria would include Crimea, Siberia, and the Ural tribes were all would have all been considered Tartaria. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense there. Um, yeah. And I've got this, uh, I got this little thing here from Logically Facts I want to read because there's, well, I'll just, here, I'll just show this to you. So it says, this is, this is kind of their, again, the, the official narrative. You can like it or not, but it says three maps are used in, the, in, <clears throat> in these videos claiming to be the old maps of the Tartarian Empire. 
The first is a map published in La Carte de Asia in 1754 by the cartographer Jean Pallaret. The second map is Abraham in 1603, and the third was made by another name I can't pronounce in 1632. While all these old maps of Asia explicitly depict the, histor uh, the historical area of Tartaria, it does not prove the existence of a Tartarian empire as claimed by the Tartaria conspiracy theory. Tartaria or Tartary is the historical name given by Europeans to the lands east, uh, the lands of Eastern Europe and Central Asia uh, believed to be controlled by the Tartars. Again, we have history of a Tartar confederation. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Tartars is a word that's still used today to describe certain people. We've talked about the Euro people in our um, uh, the, the, the Outlaw of Pass episode. They yeah. would, to this day, be considered Tartars or Tatars. Yeah. yeah. Tatars. Tatars. So, <laughs> but here's what, here's what, here's an interesting thing. It says, uh, Tartar became an umbrella term used by the Europeans to describe several different groups, including the Mongols during the Mongol invasion of the 13th, 14th centuries, as well as other nomadic tribes and sedentary populations in the region. The Mongols were known for their destructive conquests and the term Tartars drew on the connotations from Tartarus, the Latin word for hmm. Hades. Yeah, this is going to get interesting. The equivalent of hell in Greek mythology. They became synonymous with the Antichrist, Gog and Magog. What? And a, yes. The Tartars became synonymous with the Antichrist, Gog and Magog, and a force sent to punish the Christian world. The, the term is a toponym, a geographical term, not equal to an entity such as an empire. To provide an historical example, the third edition of the 1771 Encyclopedia Britannica describes Tartary as a geographical region and the inhabitants therein, not an empire. No historical evidence exists of a Tartarian empire and the maps are, are of the northern and central parts of Asia drawn from a European perspective. Okay. I, the only reason I picked logically fact is that whole thing in there about the Antichrist and Gog and Magog and how this term historically has been, uh, a, what does it say right here? Synonymous with those synonymous things? with the Antichrist, Gog and Magog and a force sent to punish the Christian world. So I just and Tartarus and Tartarus. Yes. Yeah. So which wasn't just equivalent of Hades. Tartarus was the equivalent of like inside Hades. There is, there is a cage. There's a place where the, the biggest baddest monsters go. It's mm -hmm. like, a, it's personified. It's like, it's like a living pit and that's Tartarus, <laughs> which held the fallen, which held the watchers, the, held the watchers yep. that created the Nephilim. <laughs> yeah, so the Titans again, are in there. Yep. <laughs> the Titans. Yes. Um, so we'll uh, come, come back to that. I have right. one, one video I'm going to play for you guys really quick, just to further, uh, cement what I've been saying about the whole map. Well, what's, what just happened? Uh, let's see if this will work. Tataria, any supporter of the Tatarian myth must ask the question, which is more likely that some faceless organization completely erased the history of a vast Tatarian empire archaeologically and in sources across the breadth of Asia in hundreds of languages and replaced its existence with made-up dynasties, polities and empires, but was unable to erase its presence from maps, which can be found in books purchased easily from your local bookshop, or that European mapmakers simply stuck with convention and referred to much of Asia as Tataria because of its association with Tatars and Mongols. No shortage of peoples from around the world can attest to Europeans' tendencies to care little for the accuracy of colonial-era naming conventions. Just ask... Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that thought, but that's... <laughs> what's more likely? 
that they destroyed all of history and preserved the maps that prove them wrong or that Europe did what Europe has always done and called those people a group name. The first one and how dare you question it? (laughs) (laughs) These guys are so thorough, but they forgot the damn maps and that book and this and that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a list. Okay. (laughs) And... (laughs) And a CIA document that just says that the government of Russia erased. Not the erased Europeans. And it was in the 1940s. Yeah. Like a hundred years after the erasure of Tartaria from the happened. world. Yeah. But yet Russia was a little late to the game. <laughs> Russia was like, oh, oopsies. <laughs> gotta, gotta clean some of this. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That's, that's Actually, that's I would the not theory. put it past them to be like a hundred years late to the... To the reset. Yeah, yeah. 100, 100 years late to the Great Reset. But if history was erased and rewritten, then none of the none of these examples I'm showing you matters anyway. So let's look at the theory that history was was erased. Okay, all right. Uh, and where that comes from. Because I think you guys already know my thoughts on it. Oh <laughs> Not that goodness. parts of history aren't erased, by the way. Not that history isn't altered, that people don't. But there are things that are too, uh, too <laughs> all-encompassing to even be realistic. The effort has mm-hmm. to match the um, the reason Thank why you. why you need to erase it, and then the erasure has to work for the people who are alive then. <laughs> yes. Nobody. I'm I'm sorry. You are not important enough for some guy a hundred years ago to be like. I no, don't for- want Abby to know. That not this some empire, guy. Every country in the world. Every country in the world. It's like, we know all our citizens alive today are totally going to know that we tore down these buildings and, and, and erased this stuff. But we don't want Abby to know about it. Bookstore Thor says, Russia is like Christian pop culture. Always a few years <laughs> So true. True, true, true. Like oh, 20. Goodness. Like 20. Um, <laughs> so the whole Tartaria thing is really a continuation of the work by this guy named Antoli... Anatoly Fomenko. Okay. This is a, this is this, this thing that we're getting into is the thing that's been ma- killing my brain cells okay. Okay. very <laughs> fast. So yeah, feel free to ask any questions, but uh, Fomenko is one of the authors of a concept that uh, manipulates historical cr- chronology. Uh, it's known as the new chronology and Fomenko claims that he has discovered that many historical events do not correspond mathematically with the dates on which they are supposed to have occurred. He has, because <laughs> that matters. He asserts from this that all of ancient history, including the history of Greece, Rome, and Egypt, is just a, reflecting, uh, a reflection of events that occurred in the Middle Ages and that all of the Chinese and Arab history are fabrications of the 17th and 18th century uh, yeah. Jesuits. Tartaria is in large this guy, this is who they go back to. If you get far enough into it, like the mud flood thing is just like, yep, accept it. Mud floods killed giants. Uh, Tartary is a map, accept it. Like they don't even hang on to those things as much. As much. Right. I've noticed that 90% of the podcasts that aren't people like us who are going like, is there anything true to this? Are the people who are just debating over like, well, actually Alexander the Great was the exact same as Napoleon or this or that. And just to give you an example, I'm going to play a video just so you can understand that I'm not making up just how insane all of the the theories get. So here's here's a little bit of that. Fomenko's ideas go beyond Tartaria, and he attempts to explain all kinds of things in order to fit his grand theory. 
Jesus, for instance, was actually Andronicus Komnenos, the emperor of Byzantium. The Jesus who ended up in the false history books is a sort of composite figure who combines aspects of the prophet Elisha, Pope Gregory VII, Saint Basil, and even Li Huanhou, a Chinese emperor. And yet, Fomenko writes that the real, deeply covered up Jesus... Can I just point out that means that all of those countries' histories had to, like, yeah. make up fair yeah. figures to fit... Yeah. Like, yeah. to work together. Yeah, anyway. ...was actually born in Crimea in 1152 AD and got crucified on Joshua's hill overlooking the Bosphorus. If you're confused, good. You <laughs> should be. It would actually be more concerning if you weren't confused. All right, yeah, anyway. So he just kind of, like, rips on the guy for a minute. Wow, okay. But that's some of the beliefs, right? I literally, I listened to this guy uh, named Ari Oslin, and he's been on every, you, I mean, if you guys are watching a lot of other conspiracy podcasts like I am, you've probably heard the guy's name. He's been on a lot of shows. I don't have to name him because I'm not dissing the shows themselves for having the, that's not yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, some of the shows are people that I like. Um, but you know, they, they have their, their shows are set up to be more like interviews and like, Hey, what are you thinking? And this guy comes on and says what they think. So I'm not saying that they're wrong to right. ask the guy what he's thinking, but the guy is on all these shows pushing the same weird thing. So I decided to, I, I've, he keeps coming up and the most recent one, I believe it was his most recent interview I was listening to. And he's gotten to the point where he was literally saying Jesus was a Russian from the 13th century who was killed by the Catholic church for refusing to pay taxes and that his mother was a hairy Nephilim. I'm not, I'm okay. not joking. I'm not joking okay. about any of that. I'm not joking about it. And my thought is like the Catholic church killed Jesus. How did the cat, like, why do they exist? Where did the Catholic church come from? Yeah. Right. Like causation matters. Nothing. Like, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like the Jesuits, even though they were born in like the 16th century, like they've been controlling everything from behind the scenes since before Jesus. Somehow, the, the Jesuits, which means like Jesus cult, like they yeah. were, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. yeah that just, makes that checks out. Yeah, just making making sure that that's understood. Uh, but there's this guy, there's this guy on uh, Reddit named Enclaved Microstate, and he wrote this thing on bad history that kind of uh, explains what's fascinating about Fomenko and the CIA document that we just read. So he says, yeah. what's fascinating about the inclusion of this document, talking about the CIA document, is that it's apparently often invoked as a piece of anti-Fomenko evidence by, by tying new chronology in with the older Russian nationalist Soviet revisionism. So not only is it ironic that they're citing a CIA document of all things, but a CIA document often used to undermine the spiritual founder of the whole Tartarian theory <laughs> in the first place. But the but to return to the point, the fundamental issue is that it's tendentious. This document from 1957 obviously is not going to be informed on the dynamic of Central Asian ethnicity and history. In a broader sense, what this document is supposed to prove is that the Soviet cover-ups are why we don't know about Tartaria, again, in 1944. Okay. But if, <laughs> but if most of the evidence came from Western Europe to begin with, why would a Soviet cover-up matter, again, 80 years after the cover-up happened? Right. Why, why was, and, and to the further point, why wasn't Tartarian history deployed as a counter-narrative during the Cold War? Ooh. So again, the CIA document is like, <laughs> they changed his, Fomenko was born in 1945. They changed history in 1944. And he's revising the history 
again oh, based wait. off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They use people use the CIA document to show that Fomenko's full of right. crap. Right. But the Tartarian people use the CIA document and Fomenko, and the fact that the history and cover up happened. 80 years before the, the Russian right. cover-up and 100 years before Fomenko. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's just weird. There's but a there's lot more, going on here. There's a lot. And I'm sorry if it's hard to keep up with. You could, I, I, I shit you guys not. I have done a better job of gathering Tartarian conspiracy theorist thoughts than they do. I'm not exaggerating. You have it's, no idea the frustration I've had <sighs> trying to understand what the hell the thing is. Like what, are the, what are you not even bug, alleging? Right? Yes, it's it's, exactly. The confusion, it is. it's the confusion. Like every, every TikTok I've I've watched of Tartari, it's like here is five pictures of old beautiful buildings, and then the whole comments section is like we've been lied to by so much. I'm like there, you're not alleging anything. It's just a mound of confusion, and you're just like pointing at nothing and saying, "Yeah, see, I'm right." That's that's literally what it is, right? So. And that's, that's like I said, I, the reason it took me so long to get to this is because I'm trying to be fair to the theory, but yeah. I don't know what it is and yeah. they don't know what it is and yeah. they don't agree on what it is. Yeah. Um, so I, again, like I'm not saying there's not other podcasts out there that have covered this well, but I'm saying there's no one who believes this, who has covered it well yeah. because they can't even wrap their they heads around what they're that. saying. And that, that's necessary. Like, that's yeah. a mark of a good theory is if somebody is able to present it in a, in a reasonable fashion. Listen to way too much. To, uh, again, like they just haven't. Yeah. Um, but there's more. There's more proof. Let's go through more proof. Right? Like, again, if I haven't debunked this enough, there's more proof, guys. So I haven't I haven't forgotten about it. Oh, did you want to talk about Fomenko anymore? No. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I have this whole thing about like his method. And basically he would just like. He would just like find different texts and be like, hmm, does the number of words line up with the number of words of this historical event? And if they do the same event, like I'm, I'm simplifying it, but that is yeah, essentially but like really... it's math. It's all mathematical, huh. which is actually retarded because it's hi history and math are not the same subjects. Like right. he's a math genius, huh. but that doesn't make him a historian. Yeah. When you're just going like the number of words in this counting of, of Troy, which is another one, they'll say Troy is the same event as like, I don't remember the Napoleonic Wars or something and huh. like the events of Troy are written on this many pages and this many paragraphs. And the Napoleon one was written on this many pages and this many paragraphs in this book. And therefore they're the same. Like they do that. That is That's the so weird. And when you listen to people talk about it, this is my frustration. They just bounce bounce around. They're like, well, you know, this thing in 8,800 8, happened actually in 1200. And then this thing in 8,400 in this country actually happened in 1900. And like, they don't explain. Yeah. They, they just don't say prove anything. Yeah. No, it's infuriatingly stupid. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so let's move on. So more evidence that we have, uh, if you believe that, you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe Tartaria really did have an emperor and it was a country and all this stuff you'd probably point to the fact that there is a list of kings. There's a history of kings for Tartaria. And here it is. The genealogy of the emperors of Tartaria. Do you see what it says right underneath that, though? Dis it's not in English. Oh, yeah. Descendants, de oh, descendants of Genghis Khan. Descendants of Genghis Khan. This is their proof, not mine. 
This is on the Reddit threads. This is in the videos. This is their proof, not my proof. Can you point out why that's stupid? Like, you get it, right? Yeah. If you, you're cl- you're claiming that this <laughs> shows, or they're claiming that this yeah. shows the kings of the empire of Tartaria of Tartaria, but its subtitle is Descendants of Genghis Khan. <laughs> to what I, what it means is that they are calling the Mongols Tartarians. Yeah, that the this is French. The French and all of the Europeans are referring to China and yeah. everything east of, of Russia yeah. proper, Tartaria. So, th- w- so when you give me a list of literal Chinese Mongol Empire rulers and descendants and say, see, proof of Tartaria. And I'm like, no, but I'm saying Tartaria is a blanket term for Mongolia and the Ubel- the Uzbeks and, and, yeah. <laughs> and the Crimean oh Peninsula goodness. and all of it. Do you see? Yeah. So, yeah. and they, they, they just keep doing this. So another one is this flag. We have a flag of Tartaria. See, with proof. And in fact, it's so much proof because right here, we've got one that shows Tartaria and China are two different flags. So it's not, you know, it's that whole right. thing about Genghis Khan. Let's throw it out. Except this flag is the flag of the Khanate of Kazan, ah. which if you click on the Wikipedia, it'll tell you right here, the Khanate of Kazan was a medieval Tartar Turk state. And it shows you the state in the area that the Europeans were calling Tartaria. It's the flag of a nation state inside of a region known as Tartaria. Near Muscovy. Yes. Nice. Those Muscovites. (laughs) Hiding the Tartarians. (laughs) So it's not a blanket term. Except, you know, that every proof we have comes from a single nation state and not from a collective. It's not this grand civilization right. of advanced beings with advanced technology. It's actually mostly like less civilized people right. than the Europeans. Which is generally the people who lose in wars. <laughs> generally, <laughs> you would think so. We'll get to the war. Yeah, we'll get to the war stuff in a second. But um, yeah, so. Let me see. It's just further proof that it's just, it is a region. In a way, all this really started because some 18th century European scholars decided that they would stop calling this na- this this region Tartaria uh-huh. and just call them their names. Yeah, call them Canaan, the names that they Canate, wanted to be called. Mongols. They would just call them, like, <laughs> that's the proof that the Tartarians have is like, at some point, the Europeans figured out who they are. And yeah. that's where we're at today. Um, but you said war and who would lose in a war. Well, there's yeah. this other war that's alleged in 1812. Oh, boy. Um, well, it's not alleged. It's a real war. Okay. But uh, <laughs> there's two wars. There's two wars. And this actually would make an interesting subject matter for a future episode for other reasons. Basically, if you're familiar with the Napoleonic Wars and the American War of 1812 and all the wars that happened in that year, people are basically like, this was this was World War One. Like, they're all linked and related and stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't get talked about that way. And the Tartarians really believe that because they say that all of these wars, the war of 1812 in America and the, uh, Napoleon, uh, Napoleon wars, the invasion of Russia yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. in 1812 were to fight the giants, the Tartars. Ah, uh, right. Uh, huh. Okay. So, so the whole, the whole book war and peace by Leo Tolstoy, that entire magnum opus, 60 hours on audible. Yeah. 
was written was written just to cover up just it was a, propaganda it was, it was, it was a, like you said a magnum opus one of the greatest pieces of literature in of existence all time. was written just like because that's what you do when you. you want when you want good propaganda you hire the greatest author in russian history <laughs> to write the most amazing book yeah just so that you pj will not know that Tartaria exists. So I existed. will not know that Tartaria exists. Everybody because, then will know. Like the yeah, book's exactly. not going to do well because it's like, this isn't, this, what, right. are, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, every everybody then. You, they, they're not fooling that person at all. Like what this is what gets me about this theory is that cover-ups do happen. Yes. But when a group of people is trying to cover something up, they are focused on deceiving the people who are alive and they do a deception that will work on the people who are alive. They are not. This thinking. is why this is why they don't give a rat's ass that you know that JFK was killed by the CIA. Right. Because they don't. You're not the church committee. They don't. Right. They don't have to prove you. This is why they don't care that you now know that Obama was gay. Yes. Because it doesn't he, matter. Because anymore. he's not running for office anymore. Right. Yes. The, the people, it works for them yeah. to now say Obama's gay because now they can retro, you know, history and be like, we had the first gay president. This is boost for the LGBTQ community. But they didn't want you to know at the time. Why? Because people wouldn't have voted him into office. Right. That's the conspiracy, the cover up, right? Nobody gives a fuck if you in 2023 believes in Tartaria. Nobody like nobody 200 years ago is doing this whole massive cover up that takes incredible amounts of resources just so you don't know about it again. The entire world, the entire world was in on it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, but anyway, so the Nap insane. Napoleonic Wars, uh, it, you know, the war in 1812 in America and the Napoleon Wars in Russia were against this Tartarian civilization, but it goes against everything that we're about to learn about the mud floods here in a minute. Okay, and it's based on some weird paintings, a letter and a plaque. So I'm going to try to explain this quickly, but Basically, there's this whole thread. This is hidden history dot stolen history dot org. It's where you can find all the threads on on Napoleon. And it goes through this plaque that, that basically is like, hey, look, it's Napoleon and Alexander. And it seems to be like they're working together. You wouldn't see this with Hitler and Stalin. Their uniforms looked alike, even though they're different colors. And look, here's a bunch of pictures of Napoleon and uh, Alexander the first basically having a gay relationship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which couldn't, I, I which couldn't possibly, which couldn't possibly be some type of propaganda. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you yeah. look into what this picture is, it's because they didn't, they weren't again. This is a little bit of history, just, just okay. a tiny, tiny little bit that these people could do. They were allies before they were enemies. What? And when they were enemies, all of the criticism from the satirists and the and yeah. the newspaper was like they're way too friendly with each other. There was uh. letters back and forth where he was like literally and they might have been gay. Like that was all things people were saying at the time because right. there was a letter that Napoleon wrote and he's like, "Yeah, I think it was Napoleon that wrote it. I don't remember which way it was." Yeah, Napoleon wrote it where he's like, "Yeah, Alexander's cute if if uh if he was a woman, I would make him my mistress." I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it doesn't prove that they're fighting together against giants. It just proves that they were allies. And then when they were enemies, they were a little too friendly with each other, which, by the way, I feel like a lot of this covers up actually good conspiracy theories mm. like war profiteering, like yeah. creating wars that yeah. the leaders don't actually believe in to Imagine. make a profit. Imagine that. Imagine it's almost like a thing that conspiracy theorists talk about all the time. All the time. 
It's almost like a thing that we've been able to prove throughout history yeah. that people have been war profiteers and created wars to profit off of, to gain control over people and their populations. But that couldn't be it. It had to be giants because, be, yeah. because, they because were gay. I didn't know. Yeah, because they're gay. It has to be giant. I don't know, man. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, the other one, I'll just go over this one really quickly because I thought this was, this was the one that I thought was the most interesting until I looked okay. into it for five seconds. <laughs> Which is, yeah. uh, the Great Wall of China was built backwards. Is what this, you'll hear. this interests me. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Oh. I'll explain it quickly. Darn. It was not built to keep the Chinese in, which it was not. Like, what the, the claim is that it, it, it goes around the border of China, but all the parapets are facing inwards, which also doesn't make sense because Tartary's on the other side. So what they're saying is the giants were in Asia, but also the Mongols were not the the Tartar, I don't understand the theory when I actually think about it. Okay. It's like, oh, it's facing inwards and it's steeper on that side because of giants. But you're saying the giants are on the other side. So what it actually is, is the Great Wall of China was never completely, especially back in the time they're claiming, was not completed. It was sections of wall and it had parapets on both sides because oh. the idea was that they would go into certain areas. That's what the wall is there for, to direct them to go into certain areas. Oh. And once they're inside, their archers can shoot them in the back. Oh. So, cool. and again, parapets on both sides. So people ignore that. They'll find a picture where the parapet is facing China instead yeah. of facing the other way. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, like, it sounded super cool when it was explained to me. Yeah, and then me I started too. thinking I about like, it. And I was like, oh, it's, it's not really that cool. So... <laughs> But we've been focusing on Russia. We've been focusing on this Russian region, but no, okay. most of Tartaria's stuff is America. Like, okay. real, it's really Russia and America. Uh, but they claim it's worldwide. So the question then becomes like, well, how is this region? Because even, even the Tartar believers are saying this was their country. This was their region. How is this America? How are we hearing all this American stuff? How did it go global? Yeah. It's mostly based on architecture. architecture. Oh. Um, but to some degree... They base it on old maps and drawings uh, where they called American Indians Tartarians. Uh, and yeah, yeah, so that's a real thing. So here's some proof. Um, we have this one that says Tartarian or hunting in Indian inhabiting the inland party of North or the inland parts of North America. Ah. Uh, I just, there's something very blatantly obvious in this picture that I find hilarious that no one has thought of in, in any of these Reddit threads that the Indian it, is just as terrible. Like they they weren't yeah. from India, right? So they're just naming we, at least people. half of this is a miss like in, right. uh, yeah. Okay. Misidentification. I know the Indian part is wrong, but the Tartarian part is totally right. <laughs> and what's really funny about this is I think that most of these maps are showing them in the northwestern part of America. And if you look at his face, he looks kind of like the northwestern like Inuit tribes of Alaska. Yeah. Who came across a land bridge right. from Russia. Yeah. So who probably actually were like, there's way more of a chance that this guy's legitimately Tartarian from yeah. the, the yeah. evil tribes and things like that of Russia. than he's from India. But the India part doesn't bother people. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, Tartaria was here. It's like, well, yeah. imagine, imagine <laughs> if this theory was about India. Imagine if it was like, see, they call them Indians. They call them Indians. India used to rule the world. Just further proof that the Europeans didn't always get it right when they just grouped in a bunch of brown people and called them a name. Oh my goodness. You know I mean? Imagine that. <laughs> 
Oh man, I just find that so funny. Like no one, no one on any of these threads was like, that says Indian too, and that that's not right. <laughs> but these these theories thrive in in contexts where people have very little attention span. It's TikTok, it's Reddit, it's like somebody who's looking at something for two seconds, they're like, Oh, that's strange. Like, move on with your life. Yeah. And nobody yeah. looks into it. <laughs> so the big the big part of this claim is that there was obviously a worldwide global influence on all the cultures, including yeah. America, okay, right? Okay. And I couldn't possibly imagine where a worldwide global influence on all the countries in the world could have possibly come from, except for the fact that this is the map of what Great Britain controlled <laughs> during this time, which was like the whole damn world. And yeah. then the other part, the blue part is France and the yellow part is Spain and France and Spain and Great Britain are neighbors and have a common culture Yeah, that yeah. they all stole from Rome and they it's, just spread out all over the world. Like, are, are we going to like for, you know, people talk about colonizers a lot and it's like, yeah. that's literally what they're doing though. Yeah. It's so weird when they're like, there's star forts everywhere. This is proof that a single culture ruled the world. Yes. 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 There is proof that a single culture ruled the world. It's called Great Britain. Yeah. 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 Did and you, they, like no one thinks class? about this. No one thinks it's not, I've, again, I'm not, maybe I'm missing it, but I haven't seen anybody counter with like, there was, you know, like <laughs> a, a global empire at the time, but in their belief, that's all fake. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to use history when it makes it say what you want it to say. Mm. And it's not cool to use history when you can find archeological evidence of it and <laughs> history and books and, and art and, <laughs> Wow. Any of the things that like are, you know, obvious proofs of it. Amazing. <sighs> yeah. So <laughs> the other thing they'll use, I don't have pictures of this cause I figure it's easy enough to explain it. they'll use uh, they'll, they'll say there was an advanced civilization because there's these old drawings and paintings that picture how technology would be in the future. And ah. it would depict people with flying suits and steampunk helicopters. Uh -huh, and they're uh -huh. like, see, they had helicopters and flying suits and robots. And it's like, because nobody in because our culture nobody thought forward and was like, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah. Nobody in our culture does that. Star Wars doesn't exist. We have all of that technology. Everything we put in Star Wars, we have. Someone in chat, uh, answer Seder <laughs> asked source for this map. It's one of the maps that I looked up. There's other maps that show Britain at different strengths at different times. The point is the same though. Like even if that map is like, oh, maybe they didn't control this place and this place at the same time. Britain did have control or a foothold in every single one of those countries. Yeah, there was so, a saying that the sun never set on the British if, Empire. If they didn't, the French did, and their yeah. cultures were, you know, yeah. derivative of Rome, is my point. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> just my thoughts, my thoughts, guys. Uh, I do want to get back into architecture, but I think we have to talk about the mud flood stuff first. But before we can even do that, I got to tell you guys about new merch. We got new merch, guys. We have... Yeah. This is Abby's all-time favorite. Oh, I hate it. We have 90s-style fanny packs. Ah. It's like conspiracy-pilled. Uh, this was like, like the moment I put it up, like people started buying them. And Abby's like, what's wrong? what's wrong with you what's people? Wrong with I've, you? I've, I've made fun of fanny packs for years. So I, yeah, what is wrong with you people? But if it's what you want, <laughs> it's what you get. And we also have tinfoil hats. If okay, you, yeah. This is the best, guys. How many conspiracy shows are selling tinfoil hats? Maybe, yes, maybe it's a flat bill that says tinfoil on it, but you get the point, right? <laughs> like the joke is hilarious. So, uh, 
I want that tinfoil hat. So you guys can go so to hawkhoundmedia.myshopify.com and you can look through all of our stuff there. We're adding new stuff all the time. We've actually got a few more designs. We've just got to figure out like how we want to, when we're going to release them and things like that. But we're adding new stuff. We're going to add a lot of new stuff this season, uh, revamp the store. So we've got a couple of new things up there for you guys to check out at, uh, again, hawkhoundmedia.myshopify.com. So, ah, uh, mud floods. Yeah. Let's talk about mud floods. I, and again, I'm going to, this is true. This is true. There was times where I was hearing the debunkers say, well, they believe that mud floods wiped out giants. And I was like, they don't actually believe that, do they? So I'm going to play for you guys one of the top TikToks that has like millions of views, like 100,000. I don't know. It's, what does it have? 10,000 saves, 73,000 likes. One of the top ones on the mud flood thing. Okay. So that way you can't say that I'm saying things that the, the Tartarian simps are not saying. That's my point in doing this. So okay. Okay. Uh, here, here's that. Let's go. <laughs> the Tartaria mud flood theory is a controversial hypothesis. Oh, what just happened? That suggests okay. a catastrophic event took place in the 18th or 19th century resulting in a massive flood of mud that covered entire cities and wiped out entire civilizations. According to this theory, the civilization of Tartary, which was once a powerful empire that covered a large part of the Eurasian continent, was destroyed by this event, and its existence was deliberately erased from history by the ruling elite. One of the main pieces of... Why, why, why were they not the ruling elite? Right. Anyway. If, if they have higher technology... And they're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there a separate ruling elite? It's a thought. Evidence cited by proponents of the Tartaria mud flood theory is the presence of mysterious buildings and structures in various parts of the world that seem to be older than the officially recognized timeline of human history. These structures, known as megaliths, are often made of large stone blocks that would have been impossible to move. Th this whole thing, by the way, is extremely misleading because none of these pictures are real. Right. They're all AI. Yeah. Like they're all AI pictures. So like, if you want to prove to me that like these, the, you know, which is 90% of what Tartarian stuff is, that this right. is weird. Use like, you have a lot of real pictures, supposedly. Why are you using right. obviously fake, obviously oversized, ridiculous, like fan fiction? Well, pictures? And they're, they're mixing like things like the pyramids. Oh, they're obviously talking about things yes, like pyramids and stone. They do actually mix that entirely. And they say the pyramids were built around the same time as uh, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> But they don't want to look ridiculous by showing pictures of that, so they'll show these AI yeah, pictures instead. Fake pictures, yeah. And direct using the technology available at the supposedly built. Another piece of evidence cited by proponents of the Tartaria mud flood theory is the strange architectural features found in many old buildings in Europe and elsewhere. These features, such as strange windows and doorways, seem to have no practical purpose and are unlike anything found in modern architecture. Proponents of the theory argue that these features are remnants of an older civilization that was destroyed by the mud flood. There are also claims that the Tut theory is supported by geological evidence. Some researchers have pointed to the Here presence of sedimentary layers in certain regions of the world that seem to indicate a massive flood event took place at some point in the past. Other researchers have claimed that the soil samples from various parts of the world contain high levels of unusual substances, yeah. such as iridium, that are typically associated no with meteor impacts or other catastrophic events. You're Proponents of the Tartaria mud flood. Do you remember when I told you 
Do you remember when I told you I thought I figured this thing out? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it now. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, I figured it out. Mud floods. I figured it out. It's it's a really bad pun. It's a pun saying we're going to muddy the water on the conversations that are being had, the discoveries that are being had around a massive worldwide flood that yeah. lines up with what every culture in history said. It lines up with the Bible. It lines up with Noah. It, yeah. it ta- it, it, right? And yeah. it, it changes that story to something that happened 150 years ago. Yeah, like, oh, we found really, evidence there was a flood in our past. No shit. It feels like it's trying to co-opt the Younger Dryas theory and, and make it, it sound ridiculous. It's co-opting every theory. When I said at the beginning of the show, you say you think you believe in Tartaria and I think you don't. It's because you believe in things that are real that the Tartarians have co-opted into this bullshit yes. narrative. That's the point yeah. I'm making. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like when they say, if you believe in Pizzagate, you're QAnon. Exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah, Quinon. mud flood, Quanon, mud floods, man. Uh, are mud floods, po- well, like, what is a mud flood is, the, I guess, the question, right? It's this right. idea in their theory that, uh, fi- and this is, they're, they're real, but they're like small and regional and there's right. histories of mud floods. Their idea is a worldwide mud flood, right? Like it has to be worldwide for this to work and it has to have all happened at the same time. The idea is that uh, vibrations liquefy the soil and, and create mud and mud floods over cities and whatever, right? And there's like different theories about it. Some will just straight up say there was a, a massive flood 150 years ago, like days of Noah type stuff. Um, they're just not clear on it because there's no history of mud floods happening globally. It's it's right. back to the whole new agey vibrations man thing, you know, yeah. like oh, vibrations, man, bad vibrations like caused the mud floods. Um, but that's it. Like there, there's, it's just a thing. They just say it, take it, you know, you have to believe it. Whatever. Yeah. Like no evidence. Uh, so their evidence all comes from pictures and okay. I'm not going to show all the pictures cause I'm going to debunk a lot of this shit like really quickly. And if we spent all night going through the weird pictures that all have obvious explanations, we'd be here all night. So I'll try to use okay. their biggest examples. So these mostly. are pictures of things that were covered in mud, but have become uncovered in mud. Sort of. Okay. So, so, yeah, well, that's what they claim. So one of them is the Pantheon in Rome. This okay. is a 19th century painting of it, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're saying, oh, look, here's a painting. History was erased, but we have a 19th century painting of this thing. And this is uh, the Pantheon today. Okay. Now, I find this really interesting because the mud just happened to stop at the entrance to the Pantheon. Yeah. Right. Strange. Like, the stairs leading up to it are covered in mud and then paved over with a road. Yeah. There's no explanation for that at all other than mud floods just happened to perfectly, perfectly stop, stop right there at the entrance. Ah. Uh, just right level with the entrance, right? It's just yeah. weird. Like the streets. Do you notice that too? Let's go back and look at that last picture. The streets on the side of it didn't get any mud. It just happened uh, to fill this valley. It just happened to fill this one valley that there's no way they could have had any reason to fill other than like cars and shit drive there now. Yeah. That Italy's a sinking country because of water and, and they needed to like put stuff over top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, a huge example. So this um, flood killed the giants. The flood that literally only covered like, uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. Like ditch. Yeah. That killed the giants. Yes. Got it. Got it. Uh, here's the Capitol building and this is in, uh, 19 six, this is in 1962. This is a photo from the construction. Sorry. These are support columns of the Capitol building 
from the East Front extension that was finished in 1962. And this photo okay. was taken during the during the construction of the Capitol Visitor Center, which was opened in 2008. What they're okay. saying is, look, the Capitol building, it didn't just stop. I mean, it also did kind of just perfectly stop at the base of these stairs. Yeah. Everybody walks up. Um, didn't cover anything else. Didn't cover any windows or anything like that, which is a yeah. huge claim of theirs that you can tell because of the windows. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. This was always a basement. There's an... Un- Right. There's an underground part of Washington, D.C., as we've talked about on our Pizzagate episode, that's very real. Wait, Actually, buildings all, uh, have basements? Yeah, they have basements and tunnels. Whoa. No, 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 no. Remember, they don't have basements. Oh, they're, not in They're DC. tunnels. <laughs> so ping pong, Comet Ping Pong Pizza doesn't have a basement. It just has a tunnel underneath, which is way better and couldn't possibly be linked to human trafficking. Yeah, how dare you, you want to talk about co-opting and basement. muddying the waters on yeah. real conspiracy theories? Let's co-opt and muddy the waters on human trafficking for a fucking mud flood theory. That's why this pisses me off. It's like, yeah. let's not talk about the real use of underground, like human trafficking things that are going on in Seattle and Washington, oh. D.C., which are documented and historical. Let's say it was giants and mud, right? Like that's, wow. they co-opt every conspiracy theory and they turn it into something stupid. That's yeah. why I think this is so much like QAnon. Yeah. But worse. But wor- it is worse, right? So, so much worse. This, there, there's literally where you're looking at right now has escalators right now. Like what yeah. are they hiding? You know what I mean? Right. This was a basement. It doesn't have windows. They've been using it. It was never hidden part of history. that They had these, these tunnels that politicians travel from the right. Capitol building to other parts of Washington D.C. underground, like li- like the lizard people they are, but now that they like ex- now they excavated part of it and like changed the basement into like you know a walkout basement. That's that's a proof of the mud flood. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So let's see. Let's keep going. We've got uh, this is another one that people like to talk about the Salt Lake uh, Temple, this big Mormon temple in Utah. It has underground tunnels. Again, it has no underground windows or doors, which is their big claim that proves that these things were built the way that they were. And it was built in 1893. Ah. So, you know, it's like it just happened to be built like 30 years after the mud flood. Yeah. And yet because it has an underground tunnel, it's buried somehow. This was left by the giant. Of course, you have to believe that it's all fake. They didn't actually build in 1893. Damn the pictures and, and right. all that stuff. Right. Um, built by giants. Yeah, there's a lot of other examples. Uh, there's maybe we could look at this for a moment. There's this uh, Reddit thread here of the um, Singer Building, which is another one that gets brought up a lot, which was built in 1905. So like that's also just like, oh, well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You can just read the comments. They're so I'm trying to see if I like it's photoshopped. It's black and white. It's not, you know, whatever. Um proof of Tartarian photography question mark. Uh, like instead of instead of this photo was taken in 1905. Yeah, it was taken before the Civil War. Yeah, and it just proves that tar- the Tartarians had cameras, right? right? Like that's that's where it, it always goes. Photoshop. It's this. It's that. It's the other. It's proof of Tartarian tech. Let's like, just ignore like post cover up history right now. Oh, yeah, that's where that's where it's starting to frustrate me. There's also um, the the Russian Polytechnic thing, which was built sometime in the 1900s, and that one is a big one they use all the time. And I was reading a Reddit thread that was like, "Yeah, so this was built like a hundred years after the mud flood. We have to figure out how to make our theory fit this because this building has some underground parts to it." Do you see what wow. I'm saying? How it's a big yeah, lark? yeah, and the Singer Building was. It, 
built and then taken down like 60 years later, right? So that's part yeah, of it was, it was one of the first skyscrapers. It was way yeah. too skinny. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't work. Like we have like one office per floor. Like this is kind yeah, of silly. And it's it, not yet. It right. Work. But it, because it was an early skyscraper, they wanted to build it at the time to be the, and I think it was at the time, the tallest building in, mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah, I think a lot of in this theory, there's, there's so much people going, this building couldn't possibly have been built at the time it was supposed to be built because, or, you know, our technology couldn't build this. It just feels like people who know nothing about building looking at something wonderful and, and just deciding it's impossible. And then yeah. just saying, you know, giants had to have built this cause it's too big and too wonderful and I can't get my head <clears> around <throat> it. It just feels like one big cope for being very disconnected from reality, from your history, from any type and, of skills. And it makes very serious questions that people like us have about a yeah. lot of conspiracy theories that get wrapped up into this. You brought up the pyramids. Now, now if I say the pyramids probably weren't built by humans, now I sound like these people, right? right? Like, which I think there's a lot more evidence for, you know, we've got old stories of giants and things like that. And we've got all this stuff that makes me right. think, eh. but like now that seems silly, right? And then uh, we don't understand architecture. We don't understand the symbols, the weird doorways, the everything being built out of stone because we don't understand Freemasonry. It covers for Freemasons, right? It covers right. for tra- human trafficking and, and the pyramid stuff and and all of the interesting actual old stuff, Go Gobekli Tepe, you name it. Yeah. It, it co-ops it all and it makes it look s- silly. Stupid, yeah. 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 Wow. So... So not only is the, the the mud flood part of the cover up, the World's Fair is part of the cover up, the Civil War is part of the cover up, World War One and Two bombing campaigns are part of the cover up. The World's Fair stuff is, I think, actually super interesting, and I found a connection with the World's Fair of something I really, really want to talk about. So okay. we're going to be talking about it soon, but I'm just letting people know that that's. I know it's a huge part of the Tartarian stuff, but it's just not going to be in tonight's episode uh, because it doesn't. It, it deserves more than a tagline at the end of the show. Uh, I think there's a lot to World's Fair stuff and that conspiracy theory as well as Antiquitech and things like that that we're going to be talking about in the future. Nice. Um, Because, again, I want to find the interesting parts of each of these. I do think that the World's Fair stuff has been kind of a conspiracy topic for a long time, just like all this other stuff we're talking about. And the co-opting of it pisses me off because I want to know what's actually interesting about it and not just like, oh, would you look at this building? Can't imagine that... uh, can't yeah. imagine that master masons with, you know, agendas to build these giant monuments to their false gods would, you know, be good at what do they this. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and also the, their claim is everything has become gray and, and boring and box. Like <clears throat> we couldn't yeah. possibly build buildings like that anymore because we don't. Yeah. It, it's so weird too. Cause so much of the Tartarian theory seems to be anti-capitalistic like we lost this stuff because of capitalism well, I mean, and you know it, hateful it's pretty openly communistic it's when you get openly into the communistic parts and it, yet yeah. it is communism that brought all this ugliness communism is the reason that we we stopped building beautiful things yeah especially considering that this this whole thing originated out of russia the theory and everything right yeah so russia has got these drab gray ugly buildings because of communism and they lost some of their history because of communism so then they you know have this wild speculation instead of focusing on the real issue which is communism no these people become communists right right um and and another point this was on a podcast i was listening to recently that had nothing to do with tartaria but the the guy was making the point that at a certain point in our history really around the 1920s if you're talking america 
which is when we had all, you know, the May Day and the communist uh, uprisings in, in Boston and things like that. Uh, people realized that when you're rich and you've got this fanciful big ass mansion downtown next to the poor section pisses people off. Right. So they had to hide their wealth and they built country clubs and they built out into the, you know, they built away from the cities because they could afford to whatever the hell they wanted. So there isn't, again, relating back to communism, a reason why people don't build like that anymore. But the fact that we couldn't is simply just not true. And here's just a couple examples. These are buildings that were all built post 2000, right? So this one is the National Center of Performing Arts in Spain built in 2011. Wow. This is the Metropole Parasol built in Italy in 2009. And this is the Guangzhou Opera House built in Singapore in 2012. So the idea that we couldn't is, yeah, is really ignorant of history. Buildings. And it's yeah. it's ignorant of even late 1800s cathedrals. Again, yeah. post-mud flood. You have to believe that they were built before, um, which I, I didn't even bring up examples of that. But there actually is um, a whole site dedicated to this. I think I have it somewhere up here. It doesn't matter, but you can look up, just Google like yeah. the most magnificent buildings built after 2000. You'll find tons and tons of examples. If you look up cathedrals in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you'll find amazing examples. Mm-hmm. And again, like we've both been really into the like Robert Langdon stuff. We're going to be talking yeah. about next week. And it's like, I don't agree with the guy on a lot of stuff, but his history on Freemasonry is interesting. And yeah. there is an art history. There is a uh, Freemasonry or even just, you know, architectural history rich history of people doing amazing things. And there are very plausible explanations for why we don't anymore. One of right. them's, you know, money. One of them's people don't want to flash their wealth and people, it's very communistic and utilitarian and minimalistic right. and kind Hard of ugly. To get zoning for massive. <laughs> that's another thing too. Beautiful right? things. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm also willing to believe that after a couple generations of not, of doing, choosing yeah. not to do those things, you can start to lose the skill to do those things. Two generations of people not doing it, of course you're going to start to lose some of those master masonry skills and in carpentry. I mean, I've def- I've heard that there are things that carpenters struggle to do now that they used to be able to do just because it wasn't passed to them. Then they have to rediscover it. It's not that we don't have the technology for it. It's that we don't have the memory. This is 100% true, and it's actually the basis of one of their other biggest theories on this cover-up is how how did we get people to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. We had to all, and they say one, they don't even say two, you were like being generous. They say one generation of people who were raised with the lie will mm-hmm. pass that on to everybody else, right? And that comes into the orphan train stuff. Uh. And I'm only bringing it up and showing you guys a clip of it because this is another thing we're going to go into. A, a, it deserves a bigger episode because this is a real mm-hmm. interesting conspiracy topic, uh, but their claim is essentially that the, well, I'll just play the clip so you can see what their claim is. Oh my. I hate this guy. I do too. I picked him just because of you. This is how you can rewrite history (laughs) with the orphan trains. So the orphan train movement was a supervised welfare program that transported children from crowded Eastern cities of the United States to foster homes located largely in the rural areas of the Midwest. The orphan trains operated between 1854 and 1929, relocating about 250,000 children. So let's do the maths. Imagine when these children grow up, they have two or three children of their own. Let's say 250,000 times three. You're looking at 750,000 adults that had their names changed and their place of birth changed. How would you know who's who? Or how would you know who you really are? By the looks of it, this was big business. And of course, 
there was corruption. And what I want to know is where was all the parents? You see, it's not hard to rewrite history. All you need to do is get rid of all the parents and elders, relocate the children, and you can teach All you have to do. <laughs> all you have to, yeah. Like all you have to do is like kill all the parents, move yeah, yeah, the children then, around, and, and, and expect nobody to, like, write about this. Anywhere. <laughs> There's something truly deeply corrupt and awful about the orphan train stuff. It deserves an episode. I'm just not, I'm not yeah. bought into that. It's the, the, the answer to the Tartarian cover up. Uh, the other part of this theory with, with our architecture that I'll finish with that part is uh, the cities themselves. So we've got Seattle and I, the reason I didn't pick, there's a million cities that they name. Yeah. I'll just give you a few examples to show how easy this is yeah. to like, just go city by city and figure it out. So there's this whole thing about the Seattle underground. Um, Let's see. There's yeah. This whole thing about the Seattle Underground is this, and it says this is according to Wiki and other sources, which you know whatever. The Seattle Underground is a network of underground passageways and basements in the Pioneer Square neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. They were located at ground level when the city wall was built in the mid 19th century, but fell into disuse after the streets were elevated. In recent decades, they have become a tourist attraction with guided tours taking place around the area. So again. That if you know you maybe you don't believe the official narrative, but the official narrative that has lots of history to back it up is no, these things exist. There is a whole underground, probably used for a lot of human trafficking. Which Seattle was a big hub right. for trafficking in you know Asian <clears throat> immigrants and stuff like that. But it just it's it's just right here. Like again, this is post flood stuff. Again, by the way, after the great Seattle yeah, wasn't they can't buried. Even their own timeline <laughs> right. straight. Yeah. 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 Uh, after the Great Seattle Fire of June 6, 1989, new construction was required to be of masonry, and the streets were regarded uh, one or two regraded re one or two stories higher. So, yeah. these massive stone buildings that you're thinking of that are Tartarians were built in the 1900s. They were, and uh, anyway, another thing that people bring up is like they'll see windows sticking out and they'll be like, look, mud covered it up to here. Okay. <laughs> basements didn't have electricity. They had to have windows. Yeah. Right. And, and then let's take them even at their word. Some of this stuff was buried. Why is that? Like, why is that not a thing? That is a thing we've acknowledged for all of human history. Right. If, if you know anything about archeology, span it is, we know this about the Roman empire and the Byzantine empire and this empire, cause they built on top of each other. Each other yeah. Cities sink into the ground and new civilizations are constantly building on top of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can even grant them like, yes, some of these buildings have sank down. Some of these buildings had flooding and mud and things like that around them. Killing off the giants in a civilization based on that and a whole and, great cover and up and people coming out of caves and, and re yeah, like yeah. destroying the technology. Most of their technology, we're doing it on a future episode. Most of their technology was on like the tops of cathedrals. So it doesn't even make. Doesn't like make sense that they would have lost it. Yeah. yeah. Like the red mercury Wi-Fi shit was like on the top of the cathedrals that are still around. So how they <laughs> lost it is a totally different story. Good job guys. <laughs> but you want to talk about like actual historical, you know, mud flood, like cities and things like that. Yeah. That's proof. They don't even deny this. Like the, the history that was rewritten doesn't even deny it because in <clears throat> Sacramento in 1862, there was this thing called the great flood, which lines up with your timeline and all this stuff. Right? Yeah. The entire Sacramento San Joaquin valleys were inundated in an area of about 300 miles long, averaging 20 miles in width and covering five to 6,000 square miles was underwater. The water flooding the central Valley reached the depths of up to 30 feet. The old Sacramento was raised 15 feet above the flood level uh, and ruins of the old city remain underneath the streets as tunnels leading nowhere with hollow sidewalks filled in entrances, trap doors and rubble where storefronts and walkways used to be. My point is all these things are tourist attractions. Mm. 
they're all in the history books that you claim is covering up the mud flood. Yeah. I just, I, they're not doing a good job of hiding the thing except that they really are like that's right. where, you know what I mean? Like they're super good at it. That's why we have to theorize, but they're not really that good at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like at the end of the day, people who are obsessed with having a mystery to solve, obsessed with finding yeah. out a hidden truth that nobody else has feeling superior because of it. And like that guy in the TikTok, he he talks like, oh, you guys. Oh, bruv. Yeah, like I <laughs> oh, do. I have bruv. some super important secret knowledge for you. It's just people get high yeah. on that. Yeah. And I like to think that even though we're in this space where we are digging up stuff and we do like how it feels to dig up stuff, that we're not hiding it or making ourselves up to be <laughs> like better than other people yeah. for uncovering it it's like we we believe these things we're going to research them we're going to talk about them and then yeah, whatever right. kt 84 said is hh Holmes part of the cover-up that the whole hh Holmes thing will have to be in when we talk about the world's yeah. fair stuff for sure um but i have questions about it myself i haven't dug super deep in the world's fair i've got connections and theories on it but i'm going to go a lot deeper into that uh, probably in the next couple of weeks we'll do an episode on it uh, one of the other things I wanted to address is, you know, this idea that Americans moved in to find ancient civilizations built by giants, which is part of the Tartarian thing. And this is another one that's like, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, yes, in the 1800s, the New York Times had multiple stories about finding giant bones and finding ancient pyramids. Right. What I find interesting about that is like the pyramid stuff in America doesn't seem to matter to these people. because right. It's obviously much older. Right. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, that's a whole topic for a future episode, but it, yeah, again, if this is post flood cover up, then New York times doing a really bad job by pointing out right. giant bones and yeah. things like that. And if you want, um, we're going to do an episode on giants and stuff soon, but if you want to get a kind of an understanding of that quirks of creation did an episode land of giants, which goes into some of that stuff, um, just about like giant bones, the Smithsonian and things like that, mm -hmm. but that's all ancient, right? Like that's, that's the problem with this is like it's bad cover up and that's ancient. Like that's talking about buried bones that have been there for a super long time. But the, right. the claim of the Tartarians as the giants existed up until and even somewhat after the mud floods. And this is, this is their shocking, shocking proof. Oh boy. Uh, wait for it. Uh, let's see. We have this picture I'm wait, here. I'm wait for it. And it says the, la the last of the giants being paraded through the streets circa 1890. And that's a pretty big dude. I mean, he's what, like a 20 foot tall giant? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what Reddit thread this is on? Uh, I can't read it. Mid journey. It? Oh, sorry. It's from mid. It's, it's AI. Oh, <laughs> but people will, people will use this picture as proof. It is like the guy who created, it's like, look at this cool thing I created in a AI yeah. art program. And they're like, this is wow. <laughs> but you can find the origins of it. Wow. The origins is a guy created mid journey. So yeah, <laughs> that was like the big proof that uh, giants like, I'm, look, I believe that giants were here in America. hundred percent. I believe. Yeah. This. I don't think that they were the Tartarians and that they're wiped out by mud that like the mud. That right. <laughs> cover. How these does people, that guy die? Mud. These people. Yeah. So I, like, that's where you lose me, but I don't think they existed probably in the 1890s or if they did, they weren't like part of society. Right. right. So there's some of that. Um, I want to read this, this uh, Reddit 
thread because I, I found just sometimes it's good to read the stuff that people are saying in the communities and seeing what other yeah. people are thinking about this. And uh, there's this guy, voila, voila, Washington, that says one issue with these conspiracy theories is that they're just a giant moving goalpost. It's impossible to refute them because there's no central dogma or claims. I this I feel this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I know what he's talking yeah. about. If someone says the old city hall in Little Rock, Arkansas is too grand to be justified, you have to run off and research why it was built and what purpose it originally served. An hour later, you come back with a full explanation of it and they counter with, and the courthouse in Adidas Abba was copper mo- has copper moldings that weren't possible at the time it was built. Back to researching. They just they can't just make things up, or they can just make things up faster than you can refute them. And often it's basically impossible to even research the thing that they're talking about because how do you look up the iron content of the doorknobs in the CN Tower? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I I can predict the comments and you didn't talk about this. You didn't talk, well, I can't refute the nonsense at the rate you're spewing it. Like that's right. what it comes down to. And if all of the things I showed and refuted aren't enough, then nothing literally ever will be. It is a giant right. moving goalpost. I at least appreciate the people who are saying like, we're all just theorizing here. Your right. theories kind of suck, but you're at least like honest about yeah. it a little bit more. And this brings me to, to like, the thing is I feel like this is kind of my conclusion that I feel like this is the next great LARP for conspiracy theorists. And not only do I see it, but everybody's seeing it. And I hate to agree with Bloomberg on anything, Yeah, but they're making a point that I think is, is justified. It says this, this article says inside the Tartarian empire, the QAnon, the QAnon of, of architecture. architecture. I have to read the thing. True, I don't have to read really. the thing to be like, yes, this is the problem. The, the problem with QAnon, we did an episode of this if you guys missed it, is that they lumped in a bunch of bad oh. research, a bunch of stupid stuff. And then when yeah. you want to talk about real things, you want to talk about Pizzagate, you want to talk about Adrenochrome, th- you know, it gets called QAnon and it gets dismissed because guess what? Donald Trump didn't come back to the White House in August of 2020 or 2021. Yeah. Right. Like, so all like the things that are getting associated with this, like wild fan fiction is being thrown out. And that's the problem that they've co-opted everything. They co-opted pyramids. They co-opted the worldwide flood. They co-opted giants and the Smithsonian cover up the Bible, Atlantis, (laughs) Freemasonry. And oddly enough, the Denver airport. Of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. So check, check out this TikTok real quick. Because they they had to find a way, and and this is this is going to lead me to my final point on this, and then we'll go over and talk to you guys on Rumble. I have not I've been spewing words a million miles a minute, so I haven't <laughs> been able to read your guys' comments, but we'll get to them. And I think there was a super chat in there, and we'll read that, and we'll look at your guys' memes and all that good stuff. So if you're if you're listening to this later, uh, come over to Rumble, watch us live on Wednesday nights. Come over to con, uh, to conspiracypill.locals.com, and we have the full audio portion there. If you're an audio only listener. Uh, but we're going to be ending the show here in a minute. So here is how they've tied in the the Denver International Airport. It says, why is Denver, Colorado, the Illuminati capital of the West? Because of Tartaria. I'll have to read it for people listening. And it goes into Tartarus. Tartarus. Oh, there we go again. Yep. Shows Grand Tartary. Shows a picture of somewhere. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting the connections. Yeah, they're just showing a bunch of pictures. Right, right, hold on. Let's go back. This is the reason I want to play this. Ah, shoot. I'm going to sound like a broken record, guys. This is what I was tweeting about last night. 
when I said, I found the thing that connects all of the popular conspiracy theories, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I got to talk about it and know it's not the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) What if we are already in hell and God was really the devil? And this is... Gnosticism. It's Gnosticism. It's connecting all of these things, right? Yeah. And this is what I'm realizing is at the heart of the Tartarian conspiracy theory yeah. is that the mythos, we, right? the mythos, right? It's yeah. just like flat earth in so many ways. It's like yeah. where QAnon went to. It's like where the Anunnaki stuff is at. The through line of them all. And again, we explain Gnosticism quite a bit on our lizard people episode, but if you got, and I would really like to know this because I'm noticing if this is the thread, that connects all all the things. If you guys really want like a full episode on it, I think we should do it, have we like a basis it. for it. But I'm noticing that there is this divide. And this divide is growing and growing and growing. And on one side, you've got this, you've you've got Christians, and on the other side, you've got a, a collection of new age Gnostic bullshit. And it it's it's flat earth as a prison planet. And yeah. and the the world is hell and and God is the devil and the people with the technology and the answers are the people who are going to save us, right? And it's gotten to the point, and I'm not just trying to like read this into it because even in the comments here, it's like, I'm a Christian and it's even crossed my mind. Like that's that's the kind of stuff, like this thing is yeah. pulling people into this weird Gnostic heresy yeah. and uh, it could explain. It's it, at, at its root, the Gnostic heresy is this idea that Satan, the serpent in the garden, is is the is the hero right? Like that, our God, yeah. that the God that created the universe and the angels are the archons and the Eldaboeth, and that they put us in this prison planet. We have to become vibrations and beings of light and spiritual. And the thing that can, the thing that affirms everything that we do and tells us that we're basically good and getting better, which is also the idea behind communism and which is the idea behind leftism. Yeah, which is also just not true, and it obviously documentably not true that yeah. the world is not good and getting better. It's chronological chauvinism. But the person that tells you that and gives you the ancient tech and gives you the, gives you the knowledge and the things that you want is the good guy. And it feels like there's this, uh, like, um, this right that they feel like they have, like th- they are entitled. That's the word I'm looking for. Like they're entitled to the ancient demon tech. Right. Then, and they're, they're calling it that in every way. Right. Like the, 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 Gog and Magog, Antichrist, Tartarus country full of Nephilim giants. Why don't we have the, why don't we have the technology they can give us? And I've noticed this recently this week. Uh, this, well, this is the last thing I'll do. Um, play this little clip is we're going to be, I usually don't count our chickens before they hatch, but we've talked to Paul Stobbs who does the, the Nephilim or clowns thing. Yeah. And uh, he's going through some medical stuff. So you guys could be praying for him. That'd be great. But I saw there's this video attacking him this week called oh, no. Nephilim are human. Hating any bloodline is a sin. And it comes from a guy whose oh, no. who's YouTube name is Mud Flood was Armageddon. So this is oh, a Tartaria God. simp who's saying, leave the Nephilim alone. <laughs> leave the, why don't you leave Brittany alone? Uh, so, so let's check this out really quick. This is just like one clip of, of like, it, it's a 45 minute spew of really bad theology oh, and a bunch of the Nephilim are actually the good guys. Oh. And uh, it, it was awful that the evil Christian Europeans wiped out the enemies of God. <laughs> but he's like, but he, you know, because it would be anyway. So listen to this part. Ben Elohim saw the daughters of men were attractive and they took as the wives any they chose. 
What's the difference between that and what Abraham had Sarah say, tell him you're, you know, I'm your brother. Because it wouldn't matter if they were married or not, if, if they saw Sarah or Rebecca, because Isaac did the same thing. When you go into a place where men who are bigger and stronger than you would kill you for your wife. So it's okay. The Nephilim chose the women. So it's okay that the Nephilim directly disobeyed God and created a race of literal demons, literal de demonic giants on the earth. They're the ones with the technology. They're the ones who are going to help us escape the prison planet. It's Gnosticism, which always disguises itself as Christianity. This guy's reading from the Bible, completely going wild different direction with Genesis 6. Then uh -huh. anyone who's got a clear understanding of that and and Enochian literature and Second Temple Pyramid, uh, Second Temple period stuff is saying. So I, I I wasn't looking for Gnosticism in this episode. That's why I feel like I sound like a broken yeah. record. It just is there. It just is there. It just is there. And it's just clearly there. The more the more that I dug into it, the more I was like, oh, this is this is about pro Nephilim propaganda. And I'm gonna continue to be anti Nephilim, guys. It's just gonna be my thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure John let the cats in here because it's on the bingo card. That's what it. Oh, John's cheating. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know if that whole episode made sense. I feel like a madman going through it. It'll feel good to get it off my chest and not have to like try to hold all of these conflicting ideas in my yeah. head to be ready to talk about them for an hour and a half. But what are, what I mean, are your thoughts? I think that that's kind of it's again, it's a feature, not a bug. If I don't think a theory even deserves to be, we've taken it more seriously than it deserves to be taken because 100%. if you can't, and, and it's not that this, this is, this is a good conversation and we have to have this conversation because the theory is so popular and because it has so many kernels of truth in it. But mm. if you can't research a theory and then re like, say it back to the theorist in, in a way that sounds any type of logical. Like you can do this with 9-11, right? You can be like, okay, what are your claims? Okay, I see. You believe this, this, and this, and this is the evidence that leads to your claims. I get it. I don't have mm -hmm. to agree with it, but I get it. And and you can have those conversations with- You can see how Pizzagate. A connects to B, right? Yeah. Even if you, you think the connection is not a good one. Exactly. You, we've, we've talked about so many theories, uh, conspiracy theories on here where you don't have to agree with them, but the claims are clear and the evidence they are presenting exists and, and you can, you can debunk it or you cannot, you mm -hmm. can believe it or you cannot, but it's not this ever moving goalpost. It's not this constantly shifting massive theory of everything situation. Mm. Yeah. There's a re okay. So when I feel like Abby kind of pushed me into doing this episode for months and I was <laughs> like a little annoyed. I was like, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I did. No, I am glad I did. And I think it had to come at this time for certain reasons that just yeah. things became clear to me in certain ways. And it's going to connect to some stuff we're going to be talking about in the future. And I feel like we had to do QAnon first. Yeah. But where was I going with this? I, the reason I think it's worth taking a thing that they don't take seriously, the thing that is what I'm calling this is a LARP for conspiracy hobbyists. It's not people who mm. actually want to find truth. It's people who right. want to have a hobby. They want to right. do this thing where they get on the internet and they're like, I'll write a sentence. Now you write the next sentence and then you write the next sentence. Let's see what kind of cool fan fiction story we come up with at the end of this, right? That's what it is. And yeah. it's being done on Reddit <laughs> sentence by sentence 
you know, getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And it always goes down to the religious and it becomes as, as a lot of these do, as the Anunnaki and all these things do a, a very a Gnostic heresy. But that's why I think it's important is there are things in here that are going to be not taken seriously anymore that should be because they're going to be linked in like QAnon with Tartaria. And I named a lot of them, the pyramid stuff, the Freemason stuff, uh, human trafficking, all of it. It's just going to be like thrown under the bus, right? Orphan trains, world's fair. You have it. Like they're going to co-opt them all and make them look stupid. Mm. And, and some of these things have legitimate, they're, they're worth redeeming and talking about and be like, no, something really weird happened here Yeah, and it's worth going into. So that's why we're doing this, even though it's been uh, a frustrating ride for me, but thank you guys for, Tuning in and enjoying the ride. Uh, last thing before we go to Rumble, I just want to read a five-star review we got from Sleepy Serotonin that says, good chemistry, funny, and wild. Nice. Saw Abby and PJ on Quirks of Creation episode about dark matter and just love the chemistry between all three hosts, so I decided to check out Conspiracy Pilled and have really enjoyed it. While the things they talk about are on the edges of reality, <laughs> this one's off the edge of reality, <laughs> the, the hosts are interesting, well-researched, and funny. Hopefully we'll see more collaboration between them and QOC. Also, the episode on the tree of life was whack and I loved it. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You will see more uh, collaborations and things like that. We're working on stuff like that. And that tree of life one was really good. I I think I said this before, but I think that was maybe one of your that. And I think the Palladians were your best episodes that that you led. I love they're my personal favorites. Oh, thank you. Um, Abby does a good job once in a while. I feel not. And I just had to like be nice to her and stuff. I feel all gross, uh, guys. Yeah. All right. Last thing I will say. I keep saying that. I keep saying that, and then not it being the last. Yeah. Thing come this on. Is, this is because I forgot. Uh, it's you know we've got a lot going on with season three. A lot of things we've been working on behind the scenes. Uh, we are actually starting off season three with a twofer which is not something we've normally done. So instead of doing an unhinged episode tomorrow night, we're going to be doing an episode for everybody. Um, normally you would only get a second show if you come over to Rockfin or over to, to locals, but this one is just so big. Abby's going to be breaking some big news that, uh, no one really knows about. Uh, so if you guys come over to watch us tomorrow night or listen to this the next day, we're going to be talking about exposing the post millennial and a lot of stuff that's going on in the conservative media world. Um, it's going to be interesting. Do you want to say anything about it before or just let, let it hang there? Jax is going to join us and we'll just talk about it. I've got, <clears throat> I've got a lot of things to share that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get into it tomorrow. Big, big deep expose. Big really a lot of big stuff. So please tune in for that. Uh, share the show, do all that good stuff. Write us five star reviews. We'll read them on the uh, end of the show. Anyway, if you're on rumble, we'll see you in a second. God bless. God bless.